Hello, everybody. My name is Colin, a member of Alithia Ministries. Uh, we're going to be doing the third podcast today. Uh, for today's uh, episode, I wanted to touch on the topic of marriage. Um, there's a lot of what I feel are misunderstandings and misconceptions of marriage in the theological sense. And uh, I just wanted to wanted to touch on a few things here. Um, like the previous podcast, and honestly, most of the podcasts going here on out, um, a lot more could be said than what I'm going to touch on today. But I found three verses that I um, wanted to touch on. Um, feathers are probably going to be ruffled today. <laughs> um, uh, some very, again, uh, some misconceptions about marriage. Um, people get uh, pretty worked up about uh, some of the things the Bible has to say about marriage. So I'm going to, like always, we're going to be providing verses and where you can find them in scripture. Um, feel free to find them, find them yourselves. Um, if you are offended by this, that is not our intention, obviously, but um, I feel like this is very important for people to understand that what the Bible has to say about marriage and not what the spirit of the world has to say. Like always, uh, we're going to be reading from the King James version of the Bible. Uh, we might change this up in the next podcast. Uh, I was looking for some verses and uh, some of the wording I might need to reword a little bit for people to understand. Um, so we're still we're still thinking about that, but for right now, it can be King James version of the Bible, and as always, um, I'll give my uh, talk about them after the verse is read, so we can get a good understanding of it. Okay, starting with Proverbs eighteen verse twenty-two: Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. So immediately we have this imagery of marriage being an actual theological virtue. Um, I think a very popular understanding of marriage and really just any sort of being or living with someone that you love uh, nowadays is that it's kind of your own thing. I feel like a lot of people, uh, that's their understanding of it. If you want to live with someone you love, you know, what's the big deal? You know, you heard this a lot. Uh, you're, you hear a lot of people say, oh, we're, we're practically married. And even some people listen to the podcast right now. You may even be in this uh, very scenario. It is a very common thing nowadays. But the thing people very often forget is the word practically in that sentence. You are practically married. You are almost married. You're basically married, but you're, you're not, though. Marriage is something that's done in a church done in front of a priest is a theological virtue where God actually enters your union, wills the good of this union. And uh, again, a lot of people will just think of it. Oh, what's the big deal? You just get this piece of paper from the government. And don't, don't get me wrong. I totally see where that comes from. It does seem a little silly when you put it that way, but I think people are really missing out. Was in that theological virtue of what marriage is. It's not just two people just kind of chilling with each other in the same dwelling. 
again, God actually enters that union. God wills the good of this union that becomes marriage. So I just, I just want to talk about that. Um, we're again, like the other podcast, we're probably going to jump <laughs> back to this verse. I read the other ones. Uh, we're going on to the next verse though. I've got second Corinthians chapter six, verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship, fellowship hath righteousness and unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Now, this was a, not this exact verse, but the idea it is portraying is something I heard a lot as a kid. Where if you're going to date someone, maybe a guy, obviously a girl. But uh, if you're a girl, obviously you're looking for a guy. You want to date someone who is a believer in Christ. And that was just something I heard a lot growing up, and I just thought it was just common sense. Um, it was very shocking as I got into my high school years to find that not everyone, actually very few people, held this understanding, actually. Um, once again, uh, you will hear this a lot in our modern culture. People will think, oh, what's the big deal if someone doesn't share your beliefs share your value systems, share your political opinions, share, you know, who cares? You could be the most polarizing people in the world, and what does it matter? And there's a little bit of truth there with a lot of misconceptions. There actually is a kernel of truth. You obviously don't need to be the same person to get married. That's not even what marriage is. It's not the purpose of marriage. You're not joining with someone that is you. You are joining with someone that couples to you. You are joining with someone that where you benefit each other. You're not marrying yourself. If you did need to, you wouldn't be any purpose of marriage, obviously. Are you, are you are joined with someone that betters you and where you better them. So going back to the verse again, um, we're talking specifically with uh, theological virtues, uh, with belief in Christ, which us as Christians believe that that is the most important thing that we can believe or hold to. Obviously, you have political opinions and hobbies and pastimes whatsoever. Those can obviously have some difference. Like one person plays tennis and one plays baseball, you know, what? what is that going to affect your marriage for? But belief in Christ, that is... Again, I always assume this was common sense, um, but just with um, again, I think with a lot of misnomers in the modern age, people just kind of lose sight of that. That belief in Christ is our identity as Christians. We're not, you know, we may say we're uh, going back to sports. If we're a baseball player, we're a tennis player. We are X Y Z. And in those scenarios, you know, I'm not saying you're a bad person for saying you're that in that scenario, but remember, ultimately, we're Christians. We're children of God, children of Christ. Christ, Sorry. <laughs> um, and I think it's very easy to lose sight of that in the modern age. And then, obviously, the topics on marriage. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of went on a tangent there. Uh, bringing this back to marriage. If what you are is a child of God, child of Christ, Christian, and you are conjoint, sorry, not conjoining, is the right word, <laughs> joining with someone, marrying them, 
this union, this marriage that God enters into, and you're not married to someone who believes in God, believes in Christ, we call themselves a Christian, holds any of the virtues of Christianity. Yeah, someone would argue that's not even a marriage. I'm not going to go <laughs> quite that far. That's a, that's a very different discussion. But what what are you left with in your marriage, truly? It's just someone that you enjoy hanging out with? You know, let, let's even say you love them. Where, where do you go with that? And then especially if you bring children into the mix, this... This gets very, very complicated and very ugly very fast. And I think even we could have done an, an individual podcast on just the idea of, is it okay to marry someone who's not a Christian? So uh, if we get if we get some feedback on that, uh, if people want me to elaborate, um, we'll do that. Uh, but for now, uh, <laughs> staying on uh, these three verses, topic of marriage, can move on to this last verse. Um, this, uh, this is gonna, this was gonna ruffle some feathers, like I said at the beginning, so bear with me. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry if I offended anyone here, this is not my intention, but I think this is very important for us to talk about. So moving on to Mark 10 verses 9. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. So the reason I believe this verse is going to ruffle some feathers. Uh, this has to touch on divorce. And there's a very big argument, or I guess not argument, but disagreement discussion going on between Christians about if divorce is valid or not. If the, not so much like individual people's divorces, but just the idea of divorce, is that a real thing? And Mark 10 verses 9 um, right here would imply no. Uh, you can't be divorced. But God has joined this union. And uh, what a lot of people like to put out there as a rebuttal to this is there's different verses all throughout the Gospels. Uh, Matthew and Mark, I think even somewhere, somewhere in Luke, it even gets mentioned that um, marriage is... Sorry, let me let me pull up the actual verse real quick. I want, I want to get this right. But the um, while I'm looking for this, let me give you the gist. It basically says that divorce and remarriage is a sexual sin unless sexual immorality was in the marriage. And a lot of people bring that up as a rebuttal to this, uh, saying that divorce actually is valid if, um, per se, your spouse cheats on you. Uh, then it's okay to get divorced, and it's okay to get remarried. Um, this is actually a translation error. Um, the original Hebrew, and I think I think it was Aramaic, was the other um, gospel uh, original um, language. It, it doesn't actually mean sexual um idolatry or what we would now call cheating or uh in the modern day um it actually has to more touch on the idea of where you weren't actually serious in the commitment of the marriage when the marriage happened and once again um 
this could be its own podcast on this entire idea. So again, uh, if we have some feedback, we must to do his own podcast on this idea of divorce. Um, uh, give us some feedback and I can elaborate on that. Um, so I kind of I lost my train of thought there, <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read the verse again and kind of spark up this uh, train of thought again. Uh, again, Mark chapter 10, verses nine, what therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Just going back to that idea of marriage being a theological virtue in itself, this union that God actually joins together and wills the good of. Just, just think about that for a moment. God has created this marriage, and what is just going to get this is going to disappear. That's really what um, divorce is. What people will argue it is that this was once a good thing, but now it's not. I I, tr I truly can't understand how you can wrap your head around that. And uh, once again, this is going to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> um, I know people have gotten divorced. People in my family have gotten divorced. I know that I'm making it sound a lot more straightforward than it is. I know there can be violence in marriage and that you can people can wonder like how how can you expect victims of this violence to stay married to the to this person and once again i'm not gonna regardless of feedback we might just <laughs> just do a podcast on divorce because now i'm going to start um rambling on this so I guess uh, stay tuned, <laughs> just real, real quick, so I don't leave everyone on a cliffhanger. Just want to mention, just like how I'm making it sound much more simple than it is, it's obviously not this simple. And the same way that the answer isn't just, oh, tough it out, you know, it's a very simple answer. Um, and that's not even the correct answer all the time. Um, I'm not going to argue that there's no nuance. I'm not going to even argue that if there's violence going on, that a separation, not a permanent separation, but a separation for safety, especially if there's kids involved. Again, a lot of these nuances going on, that's, that can never be inappropriate. But once again, just going back to the idea of divorce, that is not just a physical thing that happens. This is, once again, this is a moral, a spiritual, a theological thing that God has joined and now is just being ripped apart. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on now. Once again, I'll probably um, just make another podcast. <laughs> um, once again, I'm, I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings here, and I know this is a very sensitive issue for a lot of people. But I, I think it's very important that we do um, have, reconcile with the idea of the Bible actually not condoning marriage or sorry, not marriage, uh, divorce. Marriage is a very sacred thing in the Bible, and I think it's important that we recognize that. So, um, once again, with the Mark uh, ten nine verse, uh, I didn't only want to uh, touch on divorce, even though that would be or would seem to be the primary um, thing this verse is uh, talking about. 
I also wanted to touch on the idea of just one more uh, misconception that uh, the modern age has about marriage. Once again, I think everyone's heard this before, some form or another, but people argue that the marriage is just between two people. That's all it is. And like I'd have been mentioning throughout this podcast, um, God is obviously involved in marriage. Um, I think every Christian would agree with that. <laughs> I think it'd be what a lot of you didn't. Um, obviously, a priest or pastor is involved. They're the one actually ordaining the marriage. But uh, the, the part I wanted to really talk about was the idea of the community. Marriage isn't just between a man and a woman, and then yes, God and the pastor. But where they got in the pat, sorry, they got God and the pastor is just kind of there for the moment. Um, I don't agree with that. I think that's a lot of what a lot of people will think of with marriage. Obviously, God stays in that marriage uh, throughout the end of time. Truly. Um, it's not like you die and go to heaven and like this is broken apart. You are joined forever. Um, priest or pastor, hopefully when you are married, you're active in your church's community. Um, I know that is not always necessarily the case, but I think it's a very good thing if you're married to be active. in, even if you've moved away, not that church specifically, but in the church, active in the community is a good thing. But also, your family, going back to the community, there's a reason why in marriage, or the marriage ceremony, um, you know, you always see people make fun of this in movies, but people will ask, uh, if anyone objects to this marriage, uh, speak now or hold your peace. Some variation of that is usually said during the marriage. And people always make fun of it in shows and movies and whatnot, but there, there's actually significance to that. This marriage actually impacts the world. It is not just these two people and their religion that is involved in the marriage. Um, old weddings, especially a lot of places in Europe, the entire town would come to this wedding. And there would be a celebration for days on end when people would get married. The families would be there. They've come from out of town here. Everybody would come to this marriage. It was a very important deal, very, very impactful to the community. Another family is being created of the community. And that that is a beautiful thing. And that deserves celebration. So I just wanted to mention that real quick. Because again, I think people misunderstand the idea of marriage and where it's just the two people involved. It's not, it's not how it works. So we're going to wrap up the podcast here. <clears throat> sorry if I still kind of sound sick or my voice is raspy if I'm out of breath. Uh, I'm still kind of getting over something. To, <laughs> it's been a kind of a long week too, so I apologize if I sound kind of exhausted. Um, I talked to uh, Joseph, um, the uh, leader of Lithium Ministries. I think we are going to start putting the email in the description or somehow the email is getting out there. Uh, if you have feedback for us, uh, once again, once again, um, we're, we might change uh, the version of the Bible we're reading from, just that the wording could be a little more straightforward. 
Um, any feedback on the podcast, any ideas you would like me to elaborate on or include um, in a podcast, uh, that is greatly appreciated. Um, I think that's all the updates we have for now. So once again, uh, feedback is very much appreciated. Um, yeah, and have a very blessed day, guys.